0: Welcome to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda, and we're here with an episode about toxic people. Toxic people come in all shapes and sizes. You could be one of them. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people
1: what you got going on. So, just an update on my partner Jordan. He is feeling better to an extent. Uh, he has finally tested negative two days ago. So, yeah, real exciting. The thing is. A lot of people seem to like get over their symptoms and then test negative. Like they're just waiting to test negative at a certain point. But for him, it's like the opposite. Like his symptoms are still kind of there, but he is testing negative now. So it's kind of strange in a way, but he's still kind of taking it easy. He's still coughing a lot and stuff. So I guess like he had plans to potentially do things, but he's still not feeling up for it. Oh. Yes, he is not dead.
0: Yay! Um, is he back at work?
1: Yeah, he's working from home this week. Um, he's pretty—he's taking it pretty easy this week. Only like a few meetings and stuff like that. And most of the time, he's like camera off. Um, and he when he does get tired, he like takes some time throughout the day. Mm, that's good.
0: I'm sorry he still feels sucky. Um, and that our wing night was canceled, but it's okay.
1: We are rescheduling for next week, though, mm-hmm. so.
0: But also, if he doesn't feel
1: up to it next week, no pressure. I'm pretty sure, like, he really seems to be, like, right now, I think it's mostly just the tiredness, the cough, and the stuffy nose, or the runny nose. I don't know. One of those. So it's, like, those combination of symptoms, but, like, he looks a lot better, he sounds a lot better, so I think it's an improvement.
0: Yay. Yay. too bad you can't put like the before picture and then the after picture
1: (laughs) yeah it really is and more so his like tone of voice I guess or like the Mm. things that he talks about so like when he's when he's like feeling super down like he's very like nice and just like docile and then like when he starts to feel better he gets more snarky and um,
0: that's so funny
1: you think it'd be the other way around yeah, I think he has like no energy to not be nice <laughs> when he's sick. But when he isn't hmm. sick, sass, <laughs> ladies,
0: is this on brand for the toxic person? Jk, Jk. How? What is your update for this week? Um, I don't have a lot going on, but um, I guess keeping up with our sick topic. My boyfriend is has is still sick. I don't even know if it's a like, cold anymore because um i had it pretty bad for like maybe a day and a half uh and i i don't know if i forced myself to like just get up and work because i was like oh i'm on probation i can't like take any more days off um but my boyfriend has taken i guess like the whole week off i'm beginning to think it might be covid so i asked him to do a covid test after breakfast and he forgot and just went on a walk he should be back soon i'm going to remind him again uh yeah, so uh, we're going to see. If not, we've been passing around this cold and COVID to each other for the past week or two, and I've been going into
1: office, so that's all great. Are we sure it's not seasonal allergies? Have you asked him if it's seasonal <laughs> allergies?
0: That's a backstory. Um, last time I had COVID, um, actually, you mentioned seasonal allergies too, but My boyfriend was like, hmm, you know what? I think it could be seasonal allergies. And then I woke up with like a really sore throat and I was like, there's no way it's allergies from a sore throat. And he's like, are you sure? And then I took a COVID test and it was positive. And then last time I got a cold. So last week he said it was seasonal allergies. And then when Wanda reminded me what he said, I said to him, "Ha! it's seasonal allergies, isn't it? And he says, no, I don't remember seasonal allergies hurting my nose this much. He blows his nose so hard he bleeds now.
1: Is this a thing that, like, men just don't understand how to blow their nose? Like, when I was younger, my dad taught me how to blow my nose <laughs> properly. Um, and he was like, if you blow your nose too hard or if you blow both nostrils at once, like, you can rupture something mm-hmm. and then you can bleed because of it. Um, my boyfriend
0: also told me this. He said it's very dangerous to blow, um, like, out of both nostrils But for some reason, he's still doing it. So I think he can't help it, I don't don't know. I don't really want to like shame him because I've already done it so many times. So now I'm like, he knows what he's doing. If he's doing it, it's self-harm.
1: Yeah, I have tried to talk Jordan out of not blowing his nose so much um, and not blowing it so aggressively. My hack around this is stuffing your nose with Kleenex. Me too. Oh, nice. Okay. (laughs) But then, like, he judges me when he sees me do it. Jordan does, too. Jordan's like, oh, like, you have a runny nose. Like, that's so cute. Ha 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 kind of thing. It's like, yes.
0: (laughs) So. That's so funny. He finds the most mundane things cute.
1: Very sweet. um, Because I used to do it, like, I've been doing it basically all of my life because, like, I'm pretty prone to getting runny noses and stuff and I'm so scared that I'm going to rupture something and I'm going to start like blowing out brain matter which I'm pretty sure is impossible but no I'm pretty sure is not likely to happen but it is definitely possible so then anytime anyone blows out like red gunk which Jordan has been doing sorry TMI but like I'm like okay just stop blowing so hard then like you're literally probably blowing up brain matter, even though he's not. It's probably just, like, but he's not. It could yeah. be brain matter.
0: It's also just, like, more eco-friendly, just to stuff, like, a couple of Kleenexes up there. <laughs> Saves the environment.
1: He has gone through probably five boxes of, oh my. like, jumbo, like, things of Kleenex. Ow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, He doesn't really, like, you know, like, I like to preserve them. Like, I like to, like, you know, like, use it to its extent. Mm-hmm. He just, like, blows his nose once, folds it up, and then, like, throws it away. And I'm, like, and then he grabs, like, another sheet and, like, d- does this, like, five or ten times. I'm, like, my nose feels is dry just from the thought of that. <laughs> it's like special like lotion tissues too that are like not supposed to irritate your nose as much and like it's supposed to be like calming and stuff um so they're expensive tissues so he is essentially blowing away like two cents every single time he uses a tissue expensive man yeah truly
0: um yeah i feel like i'm also just lazy like i feel like just stuffing my nose is easier so Mm -hmm. i don't have to like take a break
1: yeah i know it's like the constant wow we're really lazy (laughs)
0: <laughs> lazy smart looking out for the environment who knows no yeah, it well, really it's,
1: it's a win-win-win
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: anyways i hope he tests negative but also if he does test positive i'm like woo! i'm glad i canceled long wing night
0: what is your beef or
1: crush of the week so my beef of the week is i had a dream that felt so realistic to me that i woke up with like a pain like a pit in my stomach because I was like in my dream it was like nothing happened in the dream that could not actually happen in real life like it was so hyper realistic um so the reason why it's my beef is because Jordan in the dream was like hey I have a date on Thursday and I was like wait what and he's like yeah like we've talked about this and in my like in my dream state I somehow had formed a memory that he, in fact, did say this in a joking way or something like a few days ago, a few months ago. But in my dream world, I never dreamt this scene. But in my memory, in my dream, I had this memory. And I was like so shocked. I was like, wait, what do you mean you're going on a date? And I was like, can I date other people? And he's like, no. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what the heck? And then, so I was like, so distraught. I was like, I don't know what to deal with this. I still really like him. Like, do I, like, do I break up with him? Like, what do I do next? So I was messaging you, Maggie on signal about this, which is the main form of communication that we use. And I was like, like, I was like venting to you. I'm like, what do I do? And all that stuff. And like, Like it never got really resolved but like i woke up and i was like so sad and i looked over at him like he was just sleeping and i was like how dare you do this to me in my dream and then you're just peacefully sleeping there beside me like i was very sad when i woke up and because it felt so realistic i didn't like even when i did wake up i didn't like realize that it was just like a dream until like a few minutes later and my beef is how dare Jordan go on other dates and not allow me to go on other dates too. Did this happen to you yesterday? Because I had
0: a very similar dream.
1: Yes, this happened to me yesterday. Oh my god. Are we the same person? This is so weird. Well, like, tell me your dream. What was your dream?
0: It felt so real. Like... I remember, me and Nick were, like, walking through this crowded place, um, and this, like, really creepy guy was just, like, coming at me with his hands out, like, trying to squeeze my boobs, and I was, like, Ugh, and I, like, tried to get out of his way, and Nick deliberately, like, held me still, and then went to the creepy guy with his hands out, and then moved his hands to grope me, and I was, like, oh my god, what the fuck is that? And then, uh, afterwards, I- uh, in my dream state I talked to Nick and I was like we're we're done like we're broken I think we have to break up and I'm like proud of me for like dream state like looking out for myself but then also like Nick in my dream was like surprise Pikachu face like what like where is this coming from this is so random and then we were in like this big meeting spot and you were there and you were like yeah like you were f- for sure right to break up with him and then Dan which is like our friend's boyfriend was like, hey, I was just on the library computer and I downloaded all the like history browser settings and Nick doesn't even do his work. He claims he's works all the time, he doesn't even work. So not only that, he's a liar, a cheater, <laughs> and he doesn't work. And I was like, what is happening right now? So yeah, so I broke up with Nick and in my dream and then uh, I don't know what happened. In my dream state, we kind of got back together and then the next morning, in my dream state, I was like, oh my god, why did I get back together with him? Like, why did I, like, did I think, like, I couldn't do better? Like, like, what was going on? Um, And you were like, oh, Maggie, why did you do that? And, and then I woke up. But, but yeah, like, I told Nick about it too, because he was also peacefully sleeping. And I, like, kind of waited until he was almost awake. And I was like, hey, I just tell you what happened in my dream. I'm really mad at you. And it still took me, like... I think longer than a few minutes, like an hour maybe to like get over it because it just felt so real and I literally felt like I was betrayed. Damn. What? What happened last night? I wonder if other people around the world also had a dream that they were mad at their boyfriend.
1: Yeah, but like, it's just so like creepy, you know? Like, cause it's like, what are the chances of this happening? Like the coincidence of something like this happening is just so small that it's just like, creepy like thanks yeah um Um,
0: what did we do that we were on the same frequency
1: you know maybe we're just like so connected you know like just like so mentally connected that (laughs) when one of us has a hyper realistic bad dream about their boyfriend the other one does too cute love it love that for us um so I think the funniest part is that like or like the most unrealistic part about that dream is the fact that Nick does not do any work at all and I think that was kind of funny for Dan to bring up in the dream because like uh for context uh Nick is kind of a workaholic and ignores Maggie throughout the day because he's busy working and he looks very very serious when he's working from all the snaps that maggie has sent us
0: yeah i'll literally be right behind him like right over his head doesn't even notice me
1: yeah and also the stories of maggie singing and him being like oh i need to put headphones on or i need to close doors
0: i've had to stop singing now i wear
1: headphones that's so sad, you know, changing yourself for a man. I know my life is doomed, guys. <laughs> JK JK. <laughs> um. So, do you have another beef for crush of the week, or was that? Yeah, I actually like completely forgot about like
0: that dream even happened until you talked about it, and I was like, holy shit, that was last night for me, or not last night, but the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, but my crush is Moss Moss Coffee, located in Toronto. There uh, are many locations. Um, shout out to Wanda for introducing it to me, like way back when, um, but now it's like my routine. Like I get into work, get off the subway station, go to Moss Moss Coffee, pick up my latte. Uh, I also bought like the little pack that they have where it's like, do it at home. So now drinking my Moss taro Latte, probably not great for my health, but you know what? Uh, it's a it's a little pick me up.
1: It's a six dollar drink. <laughs> it's
0: very expensive, yeah. But like, my va- my justification for it is eh, it's only once a week.
1: Yeah, but then, I think like, that's
0: okay. Add it up with like how much it takes for me to commute, and then also like going out to lunch. So like all these things kind of add up. Uh, cool. Yeah, and Nick has been doing uh well he usually does it, but like a personal budget kind of tracker thing and i don't like it when he brings up how much money we spend in a month it really bums I, me out
1: i was thinking about this last night actually i was like calculating how much like we spend in food costs every single month and i'm like it's kind of a hefty amount for two people and i'm mm-hmm. like is this too how much is nick's budget dang i think it was 300 for the month
0: what's his budget
1: does he not know how much grocery? no sorry that's
0: excluding groceries that's just going out
1: oh okay 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 so how much is like his growth like if you were to combine like food for a month like how much money did he budget wait excluding going out or only like food like groceries like food groceries like any like drinks Mm. count as well
0: i don't want to get it wrong wait he's right
1: outside the store one second
0: do you want to come wanda has a lot to say to you
1: <laughs> okay. okay so like if we were to like dice up both of your incomes and let like, like and both of your rent 600 dollars is half of each of your rent <laughs>
0: yeah that's a wait, lot wait. Of... oh actually wait, i guess I not sworn you said 300 for going out oh yeah total
1: 300 uh a month. actually i said yeah, like 450 month. each okay
0: Wait, or I 50- think you could have said, I thought you said 300, no, wait, you're right, you said 300 for groceries and 300 for going out, but that's in total, so then that'd be 300 per person, no? Hmm, like right now we spend like 300 total going out. Maybe. That's not bad. Yeah. That's pretty good. We didn't add up my part yet. Wait, oh, did no. we add up my I part? I took my part and then doubled it. I yeah, assume it like, we enough- paid half. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> 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 I don't know how much food costs Because our moms usually get us stuff from Costco
0: But we do spend like a hundred bucks In groceries like a month somehow Like close to a hundred
1: Only? Wait like no we spent it just like last
0: week Yeah um, it was like 70 bucks Yeah and that was just but, one week But also that's because our moms like gave us so much groceries So yeah. like that's why Holy shit That's can, so little oh, Okay <laughs> Okay, that was a a guest appearance for my boyfriend, Nick.
1: That's like, I feel like I go out for like, I don't know, like some snacks and maybe some like, like essentials that like I might need or like just like toilet paper and stuff like that in itself is like 70 bucks already. And that's like one shopping trip. I
0: really want to clarify how much we lean on our mothers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because also keep in mind, we go home like every week. So there's like three days of like no one will be well like a day where maybe no one will be here
1: yeah okay that's fair um okay because I was thinking about this last night and I was like I feel like we spend like it's okay it's okay when you split it up into two people but when you look at it as like a lump sum between two people it's a lot lot. of money yeah yeah and this is with Jordan's discount for like HelloFresh and like the fact that we have like five meals delivered every Mm -hmm. single week that cost like 50 bucks um so like i think ours was like 650 for two people and that's not including anything that like jordan goes out for lunch for or like if he t- like buys coffees when he's in the office and things like that so yeah.
0: mm. um we have Nick to have these uh conversations quite a bit he's still like the the one who manages our finances uh mm-hmm. but it's really made me wonder, do we go out too much? But we're like, we only go out once a week. How
1: does it all add up like this? And once a I, week is like to get us through the week. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious because I think I want to start tracking too. Because I just like, I like, I just want to track for like a month and see how mm-hmm. much money it actually is. And just like kind of see it's like, ooh, do we have to reel it in? Because like, I'm starting to think of everything in terms of like how much money, like, like yes, I can get takeout for lunch, but then that's like an hours of work, like one hour mm-hmm. of work. So I'm like, hmm. Mhm. Like do I really want to do this? Mm. So. Yeah,
0: it's a uh, I guess living together, living with someone who's as money savvy as my boyfriend uh has made me really think twice about getting takeout. Even though I do ask for takeout a lot and he's just like, "No, nah, we have food at home." And I'm like, oh. it's like living with my mother.
1: Jordan's the enabler and sometimes <laughs> I'm weak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to today's topic, toxic people uh toxic people come in all shapes and sizes they take the form of your partners friends parents and the one you didn't suspect at all yourself um what has your experience been with i guess toxic partners i think it's
1: like it's hard like i don't know like what point is it like are they abusive if they're toxic? Like, what's that mem diagram kind of look like, right? So it's like, I was kind of thinking about this, where it's like, there's definitely some stuff that has happened in the past where I've been like, like reflecting it on it later. I'm like, that probably wasn't like a good thing that this person did. And like, But in the moment, I wasn't like, oh, this is toxic or this is abusive. But only after like looking back on it or even being in new and different relationships did I figure out like, oh, shit, this is not normal behavior. And I had just normalized it because I just thought it was something that like you deal with.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that applies to parents, too, and friends. And even when Mm -hmm. like reflecting on yourself, you won't know when it happens until you give some space to reflect.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like in some instances, like even when you are given the space to reflect, you might say that's bad, and then you might go back to the same cycle all over again, which is something that I'm afraid of is going to happen to Amaranth, who for context has been married for the last entirety of the time that she's been streaming. And has been controlled financially, emotionally by her husband who never wanted to let out that she was actually married, even though she just wanted to tell people he was like, no, 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 it's better for the brand. And a lot of the things that she does, like the full streams and everything, like has been because of him. The fact that she wears like really revealing clothes, like she does like OnlyFans and things like that is all really because of him. And she finally like record, like she was on the phone with him and he was just screaming at her and like threatening her and everything. And she seems to be doing better now. She was back online and stuff. And like he has mentioned that like, they've been to therapy before and has helped, but like then he's kind of like reverted back to like what he was before or even worse. So it's like she reflected on it and then she went back to him so i'm scared that it's going to happen again this time like she has like all her financials back and all of like her like freedom back but it's still like concerning in a way but there is one line that really stuck with me and she was like i can finally wear like non-revealing shirts when i stream and i was like oof heartbreak
0: something is like so disturbing like the fact that he pimps her out like it's totally okay to do only fans on your own accord but when you're on like someone else's agenda gross
1: mm-hmm. it yeah and it really inspired this episode of like looking into the behaviors of i guess toxic people so um i guess toxic trait number one if he yells at you
0: (laughs) I mean it's it's hard to tell because like when you're in that relationship you make excuses for it I think like you don't see it you don't view it as toxic you're just like oh he's just mad or like it's a one-time thing it won't happen again like you dismiss it almost Mm -hmm. even though it's like very blatantly obvious to everyone else Mm -hmm. so listeners get get ready for the list of blatantly obvious things a checklist if you will
1: Yeah. If he yells at you, if he screams at you, (laughs) if he threatens to kill your dogs, if he threatens to spend all of your money, if he has financial control over your bank accounts.
0: That is really scary for anyone to have, like, financial control. Like, I'm thinking about it myself, what it would happen on my end, and, like, how do you.
1: How do you get someone to get financial control? I mean, it's. Like, you're married, right? You have joined accounts. You have, like... Like, his name is probably on all of her accounts anyways, right? So, like, he can just go in and, like, take all the money or, like, whatnot. It, It sucks, but it's, like... See... This is why I always have this thing where I'm like never just have a joint account like Mm -hmm. always have the financial freedom to have your own account Mm -hmm. and have like a joint account for like current expenses and it's like I always have like the mentality of like just in case like just in case you need to leave and it's like a situation that you can't safely get out of and you need this money because everything else is under, like, their control or something. And, like, Jordan always, like, kind of, like, jokingly makes fun of it, me for it. Has He's like, oh, you always have, like, one foot out the door kind of thing. But, like, it's, like, I don't know if this is, like, like this isn't, like, a female-only thing either. Like, this, is like, should be a thing that, like, everyone does. It shouldn't just be, like, an escape hatch for, like, females in, like, really abusive relationships.
0: Mm-hmm i totally agree with that because yeah like i guess the tendency is for women to be abused but like no one talks about the men being abused so it is very important for everyone to adopt that um method guide guideline keep a look at for yourself you're your number one priority not your other partner or anyone else in your life
1: Yeah, I actually like I heard the short recently that was like, um, she was like, oh, like, I love my husband like slightly more than I love my kids. And then they're like, like, how could you do that? Like, and everything. And they're like, "Okay, so like if your kids are hungry or and your husband's hungry or something like, who do you feed first? And she's like, I feed myself first. And she's like, I like I need to be taking care of myself first. And then at which point can I help take care of the kids and maybe help take care of my husband? Because at the very, like, I am number one. And then my kids and my husband are, like, maybe, like, tied for second. And I was like, wow.
0: It's really um, the airplane method, you know, when, like, the air mass drop down. Help yourself first.
1: Yeah. But, like, see, I've never been in that situation. And knock Me on either. wood that I'm never in that situation. But like I kind of want to see if like people actually do help themselves first or if they actually help their like children first you know yeah
0: I think that um that mindset is like hard to like even for me listening to that I'm like hmm like my initial thought was like oh man is that a bad mom but like my second one is like that makes total valid sense because like yeah, of course, like if you're like Mount Norse or like very hungry, like you, you're of no help. Like you should take care of yourself first. But also it's like maybe it's like an Asian mother thing or just like mothers in general in the mainstream is like they always put their kids first.
1: And I think it's good occasionally to put your children first, but like not really like long term sustainable because then you become your entire personality becomes your children. Or like your yeah. life is centered around your children, and you're really not your own individual being anymore. You're just a mother. Yeah. And is that
0: like a toxic trait? I mean, it's a toxic trait to look down on people who are on- who want to describe themselves as only mothers, <laughs> like me. Oh, yeah. They I wanted
1: to. I mean, the t- current toxic trait is that people don't believe men should take longer paternity leaves because i think they think that it's the responsibility of the mother and also some people might not recognize that like fathers as parental beings but more so like babysitters and helpers but not like a main caregiver Mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty toxic yeah Um, um yeah go on Okay. Okay. So relationship-wise, what are your, like, toxic... What are things that when you see, like... They're not really, like... They're, like, red flags, I guess, but also, like, they're toxic behavior. So, like, I guess, what are your red flags slash toxic behaviors that if you start seeing these in a relationship, you might want to get out of it?
0: Uh, I think it's, like... It's really subjective, but I think it's, like, when you start feeling... Like, you're asking for too much, and they're giving you the bare minimum is when you should get out. It's like when you're like, oh, I maybe I'm asking for too much for him to talk to me every day or for us to hang out, like, once a week. I feel I like that's a good. sign to get out.
1: Yeah, I want to add on another one where it's like if you're having the same argument over and over again and nothing seems to be really changing, it's probably a sign that you need to get out. And that was an issue that I had in my last relationship where we just kept on having the exact same arguments and nothing changed.
0: Um, Something that has come up for my boyfriend in his past relationships and actually with my one of my friends, too is if you're telling your problems to your friends and the first time they don't say anything but then you keep telling them more problems and they're like "Ooh, maybe get out of that and they keep saying point blank break up with him break up with him break up with her break up with her and you still don't do it and the next day you're like oh they're fine and then you tell them again they're like hey this is the fifth time you should break up with them that's probably a sign (laughs)
1: like i know like it's just like it's like terrible because when you're in the relationship you like maybe don't miss these things but it's so funny just like knowing like who nick is and like, yeah him you can picture these... it right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i just think that's um really funny <laughs> yeah
0: where like his his good friend and coworker was saying to him hey man i i met her too she's real sus i she was giving me really uncomfortable vibes
1: yeah damn that's like someone that you don't even know like really all too well outside of a work setting and it's like if they're telling you this then like hey like (laughs) something's (laughs) up um i think uh, i think another thing is like if you are always talking to your friends like if your significant other is always talking to their friends about the problems that you're having in a relationship and yet not addressing it with you I think that is a toxic trait too
0: do you think there's any like subtle signs that it that they're toxic I what do you consider like subtle I don't know like something that you that would make you kind of 2nd guess, Like, right away, you wouldn't be like, oh, that was toxic. Like, something, like, yelling at you, punching at you, that's, like, right up front abusive, but toxic as in, like... "Mm, What? Okay, so if they were... So something that is toxic, it's like they never apologize or something.
1: Is that, like, Mm -hmm. something subtle? might be something subtle. Like, I was also thinking maybe, like, they nag you a lot, um, Mm -hmm. where... A lot of their compliments maybe like are very backhanded. Uh, They try to change you like subtly at first. Like, hey, like maybe you should start wearing more makeup or hey, maybe you should stop wearing like like maybe wear something a little bit longer or something like that. Like changing you in any way that's like very unprompted um, and not really something that is like suggested by you or really like good for your health, I guess. Um, But also if they come out of the bat swing being like, hey, you're fat
0: like like <laughs> like whoa at least build up to it <laughs> give me some yeah exactly signs. <laughs> i think um another one is like if they just bad mouth everyone in their life like they have nothing positive to say about anyone or anything
1: that's a yeah. that's a red flag i think if they don't have any like good friends yeah like if they don't have people that they can turn to and you are maybe one of the only people that they're talking to or can have, like, a relationship with, like, maybe something is wrong there. Um, so, uh, another
0: one related to that, uh, like, Nick was telling me with his ex-girlfriend, her friends would, like, say, like, gossip about his ex. Her best friends would gossip about her ex and be like, I don't know why, like, Nick's with her. Like, Nick is just, like, way better looking than her and just, like, overall better than her. And and Nick was still, like, hmm, I'm going to date her for a year.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Jordan has also been in very toxic relationships. Um, One, both of them very, very, like, looking at it from, like, a third perspective point of view is, like, how did you stay in this relationship for this long? <laughs> yeah, and I always feel
0: like Mm-hmm. i don't i don't know maybe it's like my girlfriends are no i don't think my girlfriends are any better maybe they're just like more secretive but like just hearing from like nicks and like jordans and like other guys it's kind of scary like where did you find these people
1: yeah um i think like another subtle sign is that like on top of, I guess, controlling what you wear, like kind of in a way controlling what you do, like can or cannot do, or like not giving you the power to make your own decisions kind of thing. Like you should always be like, oh, like what they want to do. And like, they become the director of your life.
0: Yeah. I think it's um, it's one thing to like voluntarily do it because mm-hmm. your partner like loves it so much. Another thing to do it because you're being forced. But also, like, looking back at that, am I toxic? Because I want Nick to attend, like, certain concerts with me or, like, do things with me. And he's like, oh, okay.
1: I mean, it, as long as he has the freedom to say no and you're not going to be, like, super manipulative afterwards, like, God, like, you never do anything with me. I can't believe, like, this is just a small thing and you won't do it. Like, as long as mm-hmm. you don't act, like, Super whiny or like manipulative afterwards, and you just accept his answer. I think that's okay.
0: Is it a toxic okay. thing of me? Like, I want like a treat or something. Like, I want like this cheesecake. And I'm like, oh, we should go after dinner to go get it. And he's like, ah, no, I don't really want any. You can go get it though. Like, I'll come with you, but like, you can, I'll just watch you eat it. And I'm like, oh, no, never mind. You ruined it. I don't want it anymore. Is that toxic
1: of me? No, I think that's just you lashing out. I mean, like, it's probably not the best behavior that you can (laughs) do, but like I like I get where you're coming from, where it's like you want something and you want them to want it with you, and it's like when they don't, it's just like, oh, like this is disappointing. Like it's probably it's not toxic behavior, but it's not like great behavior. Mm, Yeah. I see a lot of people on TikTok feel the same way too. Yeah. I mean, it's disappointing you could process it better but also i don't blame you for processing it the way that you do (laughs) not that i say like oh you ruined it i'm just like okay never mind. i don't want it anymore (laughs) yeah and i think it's like it's okay to want to share things with other people and only do things when like like there's a lot of times where it's like that happens to me too and i feel like i react the same way and like jordan more often than not uh is the one that is like sad because like i don't want something or i say no to something um because he, again, is an enabler. <laughs> okay, so, like, moving outside of just, like, partner relationships, like, what are toxic traits, I guess, like, in friendships? Um, actually, I was just talking about
0: this with Nick last night. We, I do have, like, a friend who I don't really see that often because, like, she it's, like, she's very overwhelming, like, She changes the conversations a lot and in like all her discussions or she when she's like retelling stories to me like she makes herself never to be the bad guy, even though it's like she clearly is the bad guy. Um, Like, for example, she was telling me about like how this guy was like kind of uh, like she was dating this guy. He was like kind of ghosting her won't be exclusive and stuff. And then he admitted that he had like seen other people was cheating. And she's like, oh man, I'm just so hurt by that. And she was like, oh, but also like I cheated too, but I was just so hurt that he did that. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why didn't you just gloss over that detail? That was pretty significant. Um, so it's like kind of painting that narrative like right off the bat to try to get me to side with her. Like I know we unconsciously kind of do it, but I felt like that was deliberate. And um, just like her telling me like workplace stories too, like she'll tell me about how this place is so awful and everything um and then she like leaves out like one very crucial part where it was like kind of her fault and then she end result she ended up getting fired so uh i feel like the people who paint that who try to change the narrative of like a story
1: um a little toxic mm-hmm And I think it's like also when they try to make everything about them, like if you're going through something and they're like, oh, wait, like here, let me tell you how my life is worse, actually. Or like Mm -hmm. they try to one up you in a way of like, oh, like that happened to you. But like this super awesome thing also happened to me that is definitely at least one percent better than what's happening to you.
0: Yeah. Um. I'm also, like, Googling, too, like, what's a sign of a bad friend. But also, like, um, I just feel like people who... It not even apply to friends, just people in general. Like, if they kind of lash out at you, like, they don't process their emotions correct or properly. And they're still, like, they have, like, clearly some, like, trauma going on or, like, some um, un- unsolved issues in the background from their childhood. Um, they will say things they don't mean. And then they will try to pass it off as, "Hmm, uh, that was just me in the moment. You should overlook that."
1: Um, separate thing, but like if they always disinclude you or like don't invite you to things, and you they are doing per- it purposefully. Like if you confront them about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like we just thought," blah 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 blah. This is the ca- Like the caveat is though, like if you constantly say no to things and you never go to anything then like people will most chances like most places stop inviting you to things but if it's like they're like you don't really feel included in the events that they're doing you don't feel appreciated by like your friends and everything like they're probably not appreciating you they're probably don't really like think of you as a friend and you probably should stop talking to them
0: I hate it when they're like, "Oh, like uh, I would have invited you, but I know you would have said no," or like, yeah. or like they just seem to always have an excuse of not inviting you. Where I'm
1: like, At mm. Maggie not inviting me to her Halloween party because she's like, "Oh, I thought you'd say no anyways." <laughs> um. Yeah, that was pretty toxic
0: of me, but also it's for the best because now we have like five people sleeping over. Oh
1: yeah, um, and they're all Nick's okay. friends. So. Um, oh. Okay. I wouldn't have dressed up anyways it's, it's okay It's <laughs> for the best yeah um I think like another thing is that they're like emotionally draining I think like if you like kind of adding on to what you were saying earlier like if you feel like every time you go see them and like you come out of it and you're like oh like I'm so drained like either like trying to like keep an act up or like not being genuine to yourself or they're just like too much to handle kind of thing. Like I think that stuff is like probably not a good friendships. Like I always call it like an energy vampire. Like whenever there's this person who's in the room that seems to suck out of the energy out of everyone. And then as soon as they leave, like everyone seems to like have fun, be lively and like um, be completely okay then it's like, hmm, this person is probably not a good person to have oh around. Oh
0: that's literally my nightmare. Whenever I leave somewhere and then everyone's like, oh, finally she's gone, the party can start.
1: Yeah, I can attest that does not happen.
0: Nice. Um, I mean, sometimes in general, like, my battery just drains. So not that the person is an energy vampire. It's just I am done for the day of talking to people. I'm ready to go home and lie
1: down. And I think, but there is a difference. Like, there's a difference between my battery is just drained, I'm just tired, versus, like, I feel like this person has literally drained the life out of me.
0: Okay. I'm Googling signs of a toxic friendship. Um, People who make you nervous try to change you. You feel stressed out and, like, you're walking on eggshells whenever you talk to them. What do you do when you deal with a toxic friendship? I already know what you do what would I do you would just stop talking to them just yeah (laughs) it's (laughs) really that easy yeah which I think is like very like fair I think that's respectable um I know like so my friend's friend who like every time like I was with her like she would ask if this person can come and I'm like okay sure why not And this person, like, they always made themselves, like, the center of the tension. They were super loud. I found it embarrassing whenever we went out in public. Um, And they would just, like, say things that I was like, why would you say that? Uh, And, like, I think they would, like, try to, like, get along with me and stuff. And I'd, like, surface level. I was okay. But I was like, oh, my God. I really don't want to be around them. And then I'd never said it to my friend. But then afterwards... Uh, they had graduated after a few years apart. They're like, oh, we're not that close. We're only close because we were in school. Um, And then she just straight up said to her, like, hey, we don't have to, like, force. Like, we haven't had to pretend we're, like, best friends. Like, it's okay. Like, we'll, we'll talk here and there, but, like, we don't have to pretend we're friends or anything. And that's, like, pretty respectful, but also, like, I'm terrified because if someone said that to me, I would, like, absolutely be heartbroken.
1: <laughs> yeah, imagine if the other friend was, like, what? You're my best friend. Like, what? if you said that to me out of the
0: blue, I'd be like, wait, we're faking it this whole
1: time? Yeah. you. I think you really gotta, like... Like, read the room kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. If this person, like, genuinely seems to want to be your friend, but they're genuinely just not a good person, I feel like there's, like... You should probably change what you say, depending on the situation. Yeah. Um
0: The other person seemed, like, very confident, though. but And, like, they were always, like, very flirty around guys and that kind of thing like yeah not that that's a bad thing but it was just like whenever you go out it's like all they want to talk about is boys or like something like that um and then as soon as they got a boyfriend they just like ignored my friend and oh, then my friend like oh this is what it's like to not have this kind of person energy in my life <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um that is also a toxic trait uh leaving your friends as soon as you get a boyfriend yeah. or girlfriend
0: losing like as a friend, you're kind of a support system. You mm-hmm. you've abandoned your role as a support system now that you have a boyfriend.
1: Yeah. And I like friendship breakups are like always hard, um especially if you're close. I mean, like it I think there's the best way to approach it is of course the friendship breakup, and I think it's like if you're really close and you know that the other person is still latching on, that's probably the way to go. But if both of you don't seem to care, like all that much, like I would go the way that I would approach it, which is just letting the friendship kind of like fizzle out on its own. And then you just move up, like go separate ways. Yeah. Yeah, but like, it's just like treating friendships like a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like You should be investing equally into a friendship as you would be into a relationship. I agree. What about parental toxicity?
0: Oh, man. I feel like everyone's parents is kind of toxic in their own way.
1: Yeah. It's like, because one of those, like, you know, like the people who grew up with, like, super hippie parents who, like, just let them kind of do anything and everything and stuff. And they also, like, talk shit about their parents, too, and how they felt like that was also, like, I guess it's like, you can't not be toxic as a parent.
0: Yeah. You're... You're gonna pass down some sort of problem. Yeah, but it's like you cannot
1: be an abusive.
0: Yeah, (laughs) do the best you can, but just know that you won't be. It's like kind of like a boss. I think like you're never gonna absolutely like love your boss. They're your boss, right? Yeah, it's like they're your parents. You love your parent, but you like they're not hundred percent perfect.
1: Yeah, and I (laughs) think. I mean, like in. I hope in some ways you love your parents a little bit more than yes. you love your boss. Yes. <laughs> to to clarify, that is fair.
0: <laughs> um, um, I guess like another thing is like your parents like they they push you right, so your self confidence, your self esteem will definitely take a hit for a long, long time because of your parents.
1: Yeah, but I also feel like you could parent in a way that doesn't hurt your self esteem and self confidence. Like your parents could be the ones that are also cheering you on in a way and mm. building that up. I don't know. I feel like you have some um, normalized. Yeah, Asian I feel like I'm excusing Argus.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the toxic one. I'm excusing yeah. their toxic behavior.
1: And like, I feel like I do it too sometimes where it's like, oh, like, no, this is fine though. Like, even though it's, like, kind of, like, it's pretty toxic, I'm like, yeah. oh, like, no, that's how all Asian parents are.
0: It's funny because, like, I'm looking up, like, what a toxic friend does, and it's, like, everything on this list is, like, what my parents have done to me at one point or another. Put you down. Yes. Gossip. Uh, you told a parent something in confidence, and the next day other people are talking about it. Yeah. Apologize without sincerity. My parents don't apologize. Make you feel nervous. uh uh, iffy but like i feel like there are times i have to like walk on eggshells or like i can't say certain Mm -hmm. things leave you unsettled yes compare you to other people yes all the time put themselves front and center like when you try to talk about something and they make it about themselves yes Mm -hmm. try to change you yes so at the end of the day toxic friendship equals toxic parents thanks
1: healthline I wonder if someone who had like a really normal, like you know, those people who had like l- like such a normal childhood and like their parents like super love each other and like they were like strict but they were also very loving, such that they blossomed into like such a like great individual kind of thing. Like, I wonder what their life was like. You know? Oh, they're really Christian and in and in, in nursing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yikes so they didn't grow up so well <laughs> yeah they're they're in their own uh problem circle yeah because like you always like I like I've never seen it in real life but like I always hear about in books you know like it's like the main character is talking about someone else who had that like perfect life kind of thing where both their parents loved each other and like blah 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 blah, blah. I'm like that like yeah (laughs) that's so funny but
0: it is like something what i look for like if i were to have a partner and like be a parent like i'd rather be a single parent than be with a partner who like i don't love or like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: who i genuinely don't see as like a lifelong partner i just don't want my kids Mm -hmm. to see that yeah and the parents marriage
1: (laughs) and the parents that stay together because oh it's better for our kids that we just keep fighting in front of them Yeah, no, it's pretty toxic. Toxic behavior in parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, This isn't really, like, a spoiler for, like, Janet McCurdy's book and, like, because this is kind of, like, what she kind of has revealed about it already and a lot of news sources have revealed about it. Um, If your parent checks your vagina and your breasts, that is abusive behavior. That is not toxic behavior. If they shower with you or shower you at a later age, than they should be that is abusive behavior that is not toxic behavior. But the thing is, it's like, there's some of the things that are in the book where it's like, so subtle, like the abuse that she faced by her mom was like, so subtle that I'm like, this could like, this could like, by itself be maybe like, okay. But it's like, very, very manipulative. Like, she would be like, oh, I want um, cookies and cream instead of, like, nutty coconut or something. And her mom would just, like, be like, oh, my gosh, you're, like, growing up. Like, you used to love nutty coconut. Why don't you love nutty coconut anymore? Like, and then she'd get really sad about it. And then because, like, of the way that she was raging at McCurdy, would be like, oh, like, never mind. It's fine. Like, I, I can have nutty coconut, even though she was like, I hate nutty coconut could just because she wanted to make her mom happy but like that by itself is not like a like super super abusive it's probably it's toxic it's manipulative but it's not abusive but it's like it is so
0: yeah like in a parent definitely because like you feel guilty like you want to make them feel better but Mm -hmm. also in like a relationship like you kind of like don't want to do something but like you'll do it because you want to make them happy so you're right. And it, it is
1: like a gray area. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so weird, though, because it's like in some instances where it's like, oh, I'm doing this because I know it makes my partner happy. But at what point is me trying to make my partner happy, like them being toxic and mm-hmm. abusive towards me? Right. Like, where is that line?
0: It all goes back to make yourself priority number one. Mm-hmm.
1: But also, that doesn't mean like be an asshole and it doesn't mean like not care about your partner at all. And like, you know, that stuff.
0: Yeah, there's a fine line. And I feel like maybe it's like internet culture. It it kind of like, it like messes up that balance. like Because you kind of have a balance in your head, but then like the internet's always like, treat your girl like a queen, like pay for everything. Like she shouldn't have to like pick up the bill anytime at all. And that's what girls will do. Like you'll hear, hear stories of girls going on dates just to get a free meal. Um, so... A little bit toxic. Keep an eye out on that. But it's also weird because my, in my head, I'm like, get that bread. But then I'm also like, huh, man, don't take advantage of the poor guy like that.
1: Yeah. It's kind of funny. I saw this short recently that was, like, this person, like, it was, like, a skit. And this girlfriend murdered her boyfriend in, like, cold blood or something. And then, like, the boyfriend is, like, dying and, like, calling 911 being, like, please help me. My girlfriend is murderous. And then the 911 operator is like what did you do to her like what did you say to her oh how gosh. like how did you cause this and then you're like give the phone to her give the phone to her and then he's just like talking to the girlfriend being like you go girl like you slay like you know how to reach me at any time like and then they're like ah this is very like gen z behavior or something because it's like flipping yeah. the other side of the spectrum <laughs> stay toxic ladies yeah but don't it's a- yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't like. I don't want to say this because it's kind of like controversial. But it's like, it's almost like social media has enabled like email to be more abusive.
0: Yeah, like I think it started off as a joke, and then at what point do you say, "Hey guys, don't do it," because people are doing it in real life now?
1: Yeah, like, at, like it's ironic. It's funny at first. And then people start like thinking that this is normal behavior, because they don't see the sarcasm in it. And then they're like, Oh, people are online are doing it. This is fine. I think everyone has their own like toxic traits, like things that they probably need to work on from a long term thing in their childhood or their teen years or something that has gone unresolved. And it creates like biases and everything like that. So Everybody is toxic.
0: What advice do you have for our listeners to try to not be toxic in their everyday life?
1: I think to really think about and reflect on your actions, like not to an amount of like anxiety inducing stuff, like you have to think about everything you do before you do them. But like if you feel like something happened and you're like I don't know how I feel about this, like maybe reflect back at a later time, like at night or like in a week from now. It's like why didn't you feel great about that what could you have done differently why do you think you acted in the way that you did um so just thinking more and reflecting on your own behaviors but also identifying behaviors that you see in other people and if you don't like those behaviors or if on the like other side if you do like those behaviors like maybe try like if you want to be more like this person who you consider less toxic maybe work towards that how can you work towards that or if you're like oh this person's super toxic like these are all the things that they do that i don't really like do you do those things yourself if you do you should probably think about like how to fix those toxic issues that you have
0: yeah sometimes it's it might be too late to say sorry after Mm -hmm. you said something in an argument i want to echo yeah really think twice
1: Yeah. Sometimes, like, you know, like, in the end, sorry is just words. Yeah,
0: because you could say sorry and just do it again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, it just, like, like, I feel like sorry is, like, reserved for things that are, like, like, non, like, oh, I accidentally stepped on your foot. Like, real accidents or things that you might have not been, like, super just, like, like, okay, for example, like, there was this ice cream cone from McDonald's that was sitting in our fridge for, like, three days and, like, Jordan had peeled it off of his ice cream and so I was like okay I'm gonna go throw this out before it leaks like ice cream all over the table and then I go to throw it out and he's like super sad I'm like wait like did you want to eat that like that was so gross and he was like my ice cream cone and I'm like oh my god I'm so sorry like I didn't even realize like you would want to eat that because it's been in our freezer for so long that it's probably gross and mushy but he really wanted to eat it so I'm like okay I'm sorry but like And like I did apologize for it and I did prompt, like, try to make it up for him. I was like, I'll go get you another one. He's like, no, no, it's fine. So that's something that I think like sorry is like sufficient for. But things that are like you hit someone and then they are like, oh, my God, like on purpose and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, like no matter how genuinely you say that, like, I'm not going to believe the sorry until I've seen like real improvements on like you working through why this happened. And even then I'm like, is that enough? Like I forgive you but like we're still done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it Like it's just like so I feel like people just think it's like like you know in Christianity where they're like if you pray like then your your sins are like washed away or something, like you're forgiven for your sins if you just pray on them yeah you just committed mass murder you
0: can't you can't pray that way yeah away.
1: <laughs> exactly and i think that's the same thing with the way with like sorry like people just use sorry as something that is just like oh i've said sorry like mm-hmm. why haven't you forgiven me yeah sometimes sorry is not enough just like sometimes yeah. you can't pray things away pray your sins away
0: sometimes you gotta go to jail you know Re- rehabilitate <laughs> really pay for your sins through time <laughs>
1: Every person who's wrong, Maggie, Maggie Maggie's like immediately jail. jail.
0: (laughs) What is your advice? I don't know. I really echo everything you said. I think they were all great points. Um, I think also like discussing with your friends, having that open communication, you know, like try not to be too biased. Um, first maybe check with your friends first if you can like vent to them or like tell them a story but like sometimes i guess you genuinely won't know you're in the wrong until like other people are like hmm maybe like
1: you you need to like do better yeah and i think when other people tell you to do better and you get super defensive about it like that's not cool Mm -hmm. like if it's someone that yeah yeah, like if you like gen- if you know that they genuinely care about you and want you to do better and they say something but you're like not very receptive to it like mm. yeah, think again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if everyone's telling you that you're in the wrong and you're denying it, mm-hmm, something's in the
1: wrong there with your brain chemicals. Yeah is that is that why you always like say hey can i tell you a story or hey can i get your opinion on something but don't immediately follow up with like the story like you just wait for me to reply first yeah oh okay because i'm always like okay like what's the story like when i see that text i like immediately expect the story to follow like i don't like no i, I want just, your just consent because <laughs> <laughs> like every time i'm like why does she do this like i'm like i'm just waiting for the story because like after I reply it's not like you immediately reply afterwards in every instance so now I'm left curious about what you're trying to tell me (laughs) oh it's because I saw this tweet where it's like,
0: like like you might rely like too heavily on your friends like you might be overwhelming them too much so like really make sure you get their consent before unloading such heavy topics onto them
1: understand that but also i'm very curious so the Mm. like the delay of like you asking me me answering and you responding again is like too much for me
0: (laughs) or maybe it's also like you know like the microsoft teams thing i mean you don't like teams but it's like you know when someone messages you and they're like hello and then
1: you just wait and wait and and then they're waiting for you to say hello back (laughs) that i hate those because it's like okay i actually saw like a linkedin thing about this where it's like don't contact people by say like by not immediately saying like what you Mm -hmm. want from them like you can say hey how are you and then like also put your ask but like if you just say hey how are you and expect for them to like respond and engage them into like synchronous communication like that Mm. i hate that yeah
0: i also hate that so i can see how that bothers you
1: yeah Um, But I also understand the consent thing. So I guess knowing how you prefer it. Now I will not ask for your consent. I'll just do it. Yeah, it's good. Because like, and when I see it, that I have like most of the whole story already. While like, instead of like having to wait for you to type out the whole story. Because I'm just so impatient.
0: Next time, I'll just send you a voice chat. I, w- oh, I hate yeah. voice chats. Actually, I
1: hate voice chats. Ch- I um, don't know what it is about voice chats, but I think anyone who uses them is at least forty years old.
0: <laughs> hmm. A lot of people on TikTok tend to use it on, like, for iMessages.
1: I think it's weird. That just call them. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm. I hate- I use like voice to text, but oh, That's I don't. Extended. I don't. I, I do that when I'm maybe driving and have, like, CarPlay on, but I don't do it any other time because, like, you know, Siri doesn't understand my accent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless, like, I really enunciate words. And, like, sometimes it takes, like, three tries, and I'm just, like, Oof. Oof. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. Okay. Um, Super heavy episode? Like... If you are experiencing these toxic behaviors, maybe go think about it or get out. You can't really get out of your parents' thing, but like the partners and friendships, you can get out. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay to ghost people. Like it's okay to cut people from your life. Like it's sometimes it's just not there. You should always try to have a conversation, but sometimes a conversation is not possible and mm-hmm. it sh- it's not necessary. Like having a conversation with someone who has been actively like physically abusing you, not necessary unless you need some kind of closure later on then maybe some kind of like facilitated visit with like people who you trust in like, I don't know, a safe space where you know you can't get hurt, et cetera, et cetera. You are your number one priority, but don't be an asshole. Send in your fun toxic stories to us at
0: apologeticallymegirls at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, um, that way, Maggie doesn't feel so alone in asking, (laughs) am I toxic? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode. Go like us on social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And go listen to us and like us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And join us again next Thursday for another episode of Apologetically Me.
0: Bye. Bye.